0: Hey, what's up everybody? You're listening to Hyphen Gaming. This is a bi-weekly podcast where we talk about video games and industry news, but the bigger picture is about exploring gaming as art and what it has to say about life, culture, and faith. Perhaps you're already thinking about these things, or maybe you're just curious about what we can learn from video games. Either way, we're glad to have you and we hope you enjoy the show. It's just Matt and me on this episode this week, Uh, Chelsea's on vacation. Uh, But the two topics we talk about uh, involve the Switch and their new uh, subscription service, and the other topic has to do with Far Cry 5 and their use of uh, radical Christian terrorists as the main villains. Um, The conversation ends up hitting a range of topics including the backlash against the game, um, issues of race, and also ideas about Christianity being on the margins rather than in positions of power and privilege.
1: I, you know, I needed to be productive before I spend a big chunk of the day playing video games. So, you know, got up, do some cleaning, uh, turn an animal's organs into hamburger meat, and you know, <laughs> that justifies like six hours of Persona.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I was gonna ask, like, uh, you know, what have you been playing? Are you still just playing Persona?
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm like, I'm sixty hours in at this point. Yeah. And it's fabulous. Uh, I'm pretty sure my character is going to start dating his teacher. So that'll be interesting to see how that comes out. They, um, they let you do that? I think so. I mean, <laughs> I, I just figured, like, that would be the coolest thing to do in the game. And so, like, there's always romantic options in the game. And so I was like, I wonder if I could try to date the teacher. And it seems <laughs> like it's working out that way. So I was like, oh, dope.
0: Is Is the character 18?
1: Uh nah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's like, it's like in in any like Japanese manga right, or something. Right, it's super it's
0: Japanese. Like, yeah. It,
1: yeah, it seems like 16 is like the the age of consent in Japan from what I can tell. Oh jeez. At least okay. based on video games. I mean, it's 14 in Utah, so we can't judge. <laughs>
0: but so, are you are you playing anything else?
1: Yeah, so with uh, Tekken 7 coming out, I just wanted to hop back And play some of the fighting games that I used to play but not the Capcom ones so uh, I I played a little bit of like Virtua Fighter um, not as good as I remember it being when I was you know 10 Mm. I'm not not a big fan of the controls I'm just really used to the more uh, kind of streamlined gameplay that you'll have in like Street Fighter
0: yeah Virtua Fighter that was like one of the first 3D fighting games right? Yeah, and you have to like, like you actually have to manage, like where you are in 3D space.
1: Yeah, and like there, you could dodge
0: left and right or something like that. I remember.
1: Yeah, you could yeah. dodge left and right. You could side shuffle. Mm-hmm. The thing is, what what I think they really nailed in games like Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter is the fantastical element of fighting games that you could do a half circle and a punch and automatically launch like a fireball or something. You're not really getting that in Virtual Fighter. Oh sure, yeah. Yeah, and so I also started playing Dead or Alive 5. I went back to play and see why I liked it so much. And the graphics are pretty good for a game of its era. Uh, It's cool that you can interact with the environment to kind of change scenes. But all of that now has been done better by Mortal Kombat Mm -hmm. and Injustice. And the, the combo system in Street Fighter and just Capcom fighting games in general are so much better. And then... I took a brief visit back to King of the Fighters, and uh, that still holds up. Like, KOF yeah. is still an awesome game. Uh, they have fantastic, iconic characters. So, in terms of the fighting genre, I, I'm, I'm going to be hard pressed to. Change my stance that capcom is not the king of fighting games uh or <laughs> and and they have a close enough relationship with snk now where i could feel like i could say that and almost be referring to snk as well because in a lot of ways i do think king of fighters says a lot of things better yeah. uh and i also like that they've stuck pretty strongly to 2d for a while
0: yeah
1: and I, I, you know, you, you could do so much with sprites and basic animation, so I really do love that.
0: Well, it's also pretty, it's like complicated enough in 2D. Yeah. yeah. And I, I didn't realize you were so into fighting games.
1: Well, it, I, I took a break off fighting games uh, probably five years ago because once online play got big and I was just trying to have fun, like, I couldn't deal with. The trash talk. Like, I was a little like, man, I'm just trying to chill out. Like, I just finished the final. I'm not trying to be cussed out by some, like, 12-year-old in Glasgow. Yeah, yeah. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I haven't played um, uh, an online game with voice chat in a really long time. That's just, like, not what I do anymore in my adult life, kind of. Uh, but last night I was playing Overwatch. And cool. um, I was playing uh, – I was trying to get my place competitive placement matches or whatever. And so I was like on a kind of like a win streak with this one team. And so I decided maybe I should join the voice chat just to coordinate a little better, just to continue to ensure victories or whatever. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I remember why I stopped going on voice chat. It was so the
1: same cool. thing happened to me in Overwatch. I mean, we ended up doing way better once I joined in voice chat because I was the healer. So yeah, it helped out. But man, I I mean some people.
0: Yeah, I mean some people have a good time on voice chat and they, they meet people and they make they, you know, they have fun and stuff, but it was just the one I was in like people were either just like if they weren't trash talking they were just like bragging about themselves and I was like I don't can we coordinate some like strategies I don't need to hear that you're the best diva and how many times you killed the other diva and you probably didn't even do that it's just like it's like oh man like and I kept leaving the chat because it was so annoying but I was like and then like five minutes later I'd be like oh I should really like coordinate I jump back in then I would leave I probably left left and came back like four or five times
1: yeah, you really need to just find people that you team well with and add them onto your friends list because I've I've had some guys that I played really well with, uh, especially in I think it was Call of Duty. I ended up playing with a few guys from the military, and number one, they were really good at you know. Telling me what they wanted me to do and responding to orders as I figured they would be, but also there there wasn't the uh, the gamer ego in it. I I just these guys weren't flossing on me because they got x amount of kills because they probably had x amount of kills in real life. They're like playing (laughs) from Afghanistan. Like they their level of investment in this game defining them as a person was super low. So. It was way more fun playing with them. And I've also played with a Yeah, you a would hope of... that
0: if they're in the military, they're a little bit more disciplined, they're a little bit more mature, and they, you know... <laughs> yeah,
1: and I don't know if that's every guy in the military that games, but the ones I have ran into, that was kind of the story, and it made it a lot more fun for me sure. to kind of be on their team. And the other people that I've had a good time playing with online are guys and girls in their, like, 30s and 40s who have kids and are just like... Yeah, like me. Yeah, they're like, my kid's asleep. I'm going to play this game, and I don't have time to be mean. I just want to play this game. Can you just let me enjoy it?
0: Right. Yeah, and I don't need to brag about my mediocre performance anyway. <laughs> right?
1: Video game bragging is still one of the weirdest things to me. Like Because at the end of the day, you're bragging still leans back to the point that you've invested a lot of time into this game and that's something I've never been proud about to say like oh man I neglected a lot of life responsibilities to invest a lot of time into I don't know the division
0: no totally (laughs) you never want to look at the time clock because it's like because then you can start calculating how many straight days it's been
1: (laughs) right or I could think like how much would I have been getting paid if I was working during this time yeah yeah
0: all good, all good. Um, so, the, so the game I've been playing this week is um, it's a mobile game, Teeny Titans on iOS. Have you heard of it? I've
1: had, but I haven't tried it yet.
0: Yeah, I mean it, it was ninety nine cents. It was on sale for ninety nine cents. Um, it's a Teen Titans game, and it's a premium game. There's no, so I was really happy about that because it's, there's no like free to play mechanics, which are just I hate free to play. Uh, once or twice a year, I get tricked into playing a free to play game, and I don't remember exactly why these games kind of suck yeah Uh, but teeny titans is cool it's 99 cents it's like a full game uh there's it's grindy at times but it's a reasonable like rpg grind so it was it's not like a grind for in-app gems or anything like that um it's really cool um it's like baby's first rpg if you like the dc universe and you like collecting figures it's kind of what the game is about It's, it's like pokemon for uh the dc universe
1: i gotta give that a shot
0: yeah, it's probably not 99 cents anymore, but um, it's worth it. Baby's first RPG. Yeah,
1: I mean it's cool. I I think,
0: I think people overreact to the pricing of
1: apps oh, because yeah, totally. everyone's so used to free to play. At the end of the day, like 5.99 for an app, not bad, not bad at all.
0: No, not bad. Like games on console are, are 50 to 60 dollars, right? Even even indie games are like at least 10, 15 dollars.
1: Yeah. Well, and dude, like. It's six bucks to get lunch at KFC, and they probably put more work into this game than your two-piece. Yeah. So. Yeah,
0: yeah that, that's the sad thing is that people needed people should be paid for these kinds of things, but um, you know it's hard to make money off of free to play or ninety-nine cents.
1: Yeah, I just learned that from your DLC that you did a few weeks ago, actually.
0: Yeah, I, I want to do a follow up, follow up one too on on free to play games and um, the difference between a free to play game and a non free to play game, which is actually quite a lot besides the price um but anyways uh you want to talk about the articles this week yeah so wanna, a, which one do you oh. want to do first you want to do we're going to talk about far cry 5 uh but do you want to do that one first or do you want to do uh, yours first uh let,
1: let's talk about mine first and just get that out of the way because i've been talking a lot about subscription oriented services for a while okay sure yeah So, uh, I'm talking about, and I'm sure you've heard about it, did you see any of the news releases about uh, Nintendo's classic game service that they're going to have
0: on the Switch? Uh, I I haven't read up on it. I saw news about it like a day or two ago, so pretty recent, and I, I know very little.
1: Yeah, so what's cool about it is, so a couple of months ago, Nintendo talked about having a classic game service, and... We all got excited because I think for most of the people who play Nintendo, many of us have a long history with their systems. Like, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, my sister had an NES when I was born. I started playing it as soon as I was old enough to play. I would go down the street to play Super Nintendo with my friends. And then as we got older, tracked through all the generations. So... A lot of these old games are really near and dear to my heart, especially NES and Super Nintendo games. And so everyone, we're all super excited, especially me as someone who's fallen off from Nintendo after the GameCube. When they mentioned a classic game service, I was super excited because for the right price, I'm totally down for it. But then they did the most Nintendo thing ever. And said, oh, yeah, so games will be offered and you'll have them just for a month and then they'll go away. And oh, yeah, you right. have to buy them if you want to keep playing them. And all of us that were looking forward to it just let out a collective sigh like, oh, of course you would, Nintendo. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's object—it's objectively a, a, a worse version of PS Plus for sure. It, yeah, exactly. And so just right off the bat, you're setting yourself up to be less than.
1: Exactly. And it's a bummer because Nintendo does stuff like this all the time. Or, you know, they'll force you to download an app
0: to play along with a DS game or... Well, pe- people you know, talk about, like, the virtual console. And like, like some people are like, yeah, I've bought Super Mario 3, like, six or seven times now for, like, each platform that Nintendo has put out. Exactly. Yeah. You
1: know? It's frustrating. And what's interesting is, normally, Nintendo is not known for listening to what we have to say as fans. Like, they... They do their Nintendo thing, Oh yeah, and we buy what they put out because we can't get it from anywhere else. And what they did this time was say, okay, we're not going to do the 30-day shelf life anymore. So Kotaku put out an article yesterday. Uh, so that would be for us Friday, June 2nd. For those of you listening to this, uh, you'll probably have to go back a little bit farther on to Kotaku to find this. But it's an article talking about... It's called Switches, Netflix-like classic game service. is a rare example of Nintendo listening. And that title nails it on the head. Nintendo is not very open to listening to people from outside of Nintendo. Mm-hmm. They've built up such great success by doing exactly what they want and the way they want to do it. And never listening to anyone else.
0: Mm-hmm. But Which is in part good for the industry. like To have someone that is not just... I mean, PlayStation and Xbox, they're basically like the same thing they just have different uh, library of games but they're none, neither of them are doing anything really different it's kind of nice that nintendo's doing way out of the box stuff but then sometimes it's they're also not listening to anyone in the bad way as well
1: yeah exactly and this is just a markedly different example of this because nintendo decided that they were going to let the games stay as long as you have your subscription which is only going to be 20 bucks a year so mm-hmm. There's a public 20 bucks a
0: year or a month?
1: A, a year, like 12 month cycle.
0: No way. Yeah. Let me pull up this article. There's no way. That can't be. Because PS Plus, oh uh, wait, yeah, you're right. Cuz PS Plus is like 60 Oh wow, 20 a year. Wow. Yeah, it's 20 a year. That's a steal. Exactly. Cuz PS Plus is like 50-60 a year.
1: Yeah. I'm about to renew mine today and it's going to cost me 60 bucks.
0: Yeah. Which is so, PS Plus is also worth it, but twenty a year, that's that's a no brainer. Yeah, because
1: twenty bucks is how much you would play to pick up the original Zelda on a DS classic. Sure, yeah. Yeah, so and those are the type of games that we're probably going to see. Now, the fan base, there's some worry because Nintendo doesn't do a really good job of keeping up to date with their classic catalogs. Mm-hmm. So there's a chance that. You might have four months in a row where the game is like, "Oh, Super Mario 2. and then Super Mario Two with a new skin. Like,
0: who knows? But um, yeah, like we don't like. There's no details on like how long these games will last in the library and things like that. Right. Or, or how or how frequent they'll release new classics.
1: Yeah, and in the past, they had mentioned that there were going to be GameCube games on the Virtual Console. And they're wondering, okay, well, can we pay an additional price to have access to GameCube games? What does this mean for N64 games? Uh, what about Super Nintendo games that are popular and really marketable, like, let's say, Chrono Trigger? I mean, yeah. there's, like, Chrono Trigger's re-released a few times on DS and 3DS. So there is not a lack of confidence that Nintendo will put out good games, but there's questions as to what they're willing to do and how often they're willing to do it. Right, because right. You know, for PS Plus and for Xbox Live, they're putting things out every month. But at twenty bucks a year, I don't even know if it's fair for the consumer to assume that Nintendo is going to give you something every month.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean, nothing's free, right? And twenty dollars a year is a steal. But you know, maybe it's a steal for a reason, and, and that it's maybe it's not actually a steal. <laughs> uh, right. Maybe you are just getting like three games a year or something like that. Yeah. But I've been waiting on on any news of a, a virtual console before I pick up a Switch, and uh, this is close. This is not true, like, you don't own the games outright, but uh, it's it's not bad. So, But I, I feel like I'm going to need more details. Like, yeah, the frequency of games, are, are any of the games going to, like, be removed from the library after a few months or years or, or what? Because um, right now I think they've only announced, like, three games.
1: Yeah, and I'm, I'm wondering the same thing because, yeah, like you said, three games. They announced, I think, Super Mario 3, Dr. Mario, and—oh, classic? Okay, and then uh, Dr. Mario and, I don't know, s- some other game. I, I actually have no idea what the oh, third no, one Balloon is. Fight. Oh, there you go.
0: Yeah, no, so. I, was saying, I was saying that Super Mario 3 is a classic. Balloon Fight is also oh. a classic, but, I mean, uh, it's more nostalgic than necessarily a great game. Yeah, Sorry, well, Super I Super Mario you were 3 saying... is a great game. It
1: is. It's fabulous. I thought you were saying they were just releasing Super Mario, the original. I was like, oh, that's...
0: Not terrible either.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it's okay, but there's some great emulators out there. Uh, All that aside is this article was encouraging to me because, hey, I, I like to see that Nintendo will change with the times. And I don't expect Nintendo to ever be one of these companies that really kowtows to the American fan base because at the end of the day, they're a Japanese company. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the differences that we complain about in America, to me, seem to be cultural differences between the Japanese consumer and the American consumer. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, from what I understand is the heads of Nintendo... I mean n- not only are they hyper aware that they're a Japanese company they're really proud of that. Mm-hmm. And not that Sony isn't a Japanese company it is, but they well, Sony Sony
0: has shifted their their focus to America for sure being their biggest exactly. market. Yeah. Yeah. Now and, Nintendo might not actually follow suit.
1: Right. And I mean <clears throat> they they definitely have been able to market games that seem to have universal appeal, which is another thing that they're really proud of. So I'm interested to see how this comes out, um, especially with kind of rumblings about the possible idea of the the Playman, like PlayStation's take on the Switch coming out,
0: mm.
1: or that, that may or may not come out. I mean, we'll see if they announce anything officially at E3. Yeah. but
0: uh, I haven't heard anything, but...
1: Yeah, I, I haven't heard much. I just know there have been a couple of forums bringing it up. I know that they uh, somebody released uh, concept footage on, I think it was in February. So it's been a while since we've heard anything, but it, it'll was be it, interesting.
0: Was it concept footage or was it like a patent or something?
1: I don't know if it was. I, I thought it was concept footage. Somebody might have put out a patent, though. I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Yeah, they patent everything.
1: Yeah, I mean, that that's the safe thing to do in business anyway. Like, If you think you might do it, you might as well just patent it, right, especially right. when you're a company as big as Sony where you have the ability to do that. Yeah. Um, so we'll see because Nintendo has kind of been able to exist in their own space. And I'm not going to say that they don't compete with Sony and Microsoft, but I, I don't think that their market share is as impacted by people buying – consoles from Microsoft and Sony because at least for me and a lot of my friends I mean we could get most of the games we wanted on Xbox or PlayStation on the other system so we didn't necessarily need to buy one but we had to buy a GameCube or we had to buy a Wii if we yeah. wanted to play Nintendo games right there there was no there was no reasonable facsimile for xbox or sony like if you wanted something by nintendo like nintendo's who is going to provide that for you and mm-hmm. no one comes close to doing what they do
0: yeah yeah i mean well my dream is that nintendo stops making consoles and just makes games so i can play it on my playstation and get trophies <laughs> that, that would make me so happy oh yeah As by the time so put like, super mario yeah. on the psn and get give me super mario world trophies i want to platinum that game so fast
1: and you know what? Charged me fifty nine ninety nine for it. If it was on PlayStation, I might pay full price for yeah. Super Mario World three. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. No, but in all honesty, I am glad that the Switch is is doing relatively well so far. We'll see if, if it is actually a success. If it can surpass like the Wii U status at least. Um, yeah, and there's still things that I, I I don't quite like with what they're doing, and they're they're so cagey with the details, but. Um, yeah, I, I I'll I'm still still waiting to see if I'm gonna get a switch or not. Has this done it for you? Or are you gonna get a switch?
1: No, no. I mean, to be honest, once I heard about Sony working on something, I decided that I'm gonna, you know, hold off. And then I also found out that I could do remote play on a PS Vita and use my uh, analog controller. So
0: I might buy a Vita again. Wait, I don't think you can use the analog controller. I saw
1: a, like a YouTube tutorial. It might require you can some do it on a finagling. You can do it on a
0: PC, unless, oh, interesting. Unless, unless maybe there is a hack for the Vita. but I think there's a
1: hack for it. I, I, I wanted to start watching the videos. It was a little late last night, but if, if that's an option for me, I might buy another Vita.
0: For sure, though. For sure you can do it on PC or Mac. Oh, interesting. Remote, remote play, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I, well, uh, honestly, personally, I haven't heard anything about a, a Sony handheld. Um, I haven't heard anything on the inside either, uh, and maybe they're just tight-lipped about it. I think that's okay for me to say because I'm not reviewing anything. I'm just saying that I haven't seen anything, so I think that's fine for me to yeah. say. Um, whereas we knew about the, the PS4 Pro like months and months and months in advance. Um, right. So, I don't know although that the ps4 pro thing leaked so fast it yeah it was out fast. there really quickly so i may, was surprised so maybe they're they're um they're uh, doing it differently this time around but
1: it knows? almost seemed like it was intentional with the ps pro because it, it, it wasn't so it, fast
0: no it wasn't I, I can tell you for, uh, for sure it was not intentional like i hope this is okay for me to say uh yeah, so when, the, 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 when they when, when they told us about the PS4 Pro, they said it was not going to be at E3, mm-hmm. and that they were going to announce it in the fall. So, um, and that and it leaked like the next day. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then because every, everyone thought like the you know there was this whole fiasco with like uh, the Scorpio being announced and then like Sony going out and saying they. They publicly announced that it was going to be at E3 and people thought that that was in response to the Scorpio or something like that, but, like, no, their plans from the very beginning was that it was never going to be at E3. Um, and they were going to wait for, like, a fall announcement. And so that thing leaked, like, so fast, and uh, I think it really hurt their marketing a lot, but... Anyways. Ouch. Yeah.
1: Well... Oh, do you mind if we take, like, a a brief tangent into the, the PS4 Pro? Sure. Okay, so... I, I have, just I just
0: got one. Did do you get one too?
1: Okay, this is my question for you. I was thinking about going to buy one after we're done recording and okay. I really, really want one. But my birthday is in July. But I can do it today, so I just kinda wanna go do it.
0: That's so what are you asking uh, me?
1: <laughs> like it, I, I guess what I'm asking is like what have you noticed a markable enough difference in in gameplay or, or in the the actual graphics that I mean, that it really stands out to you. I actually thought you already had one. I, I didn't.
0: I, I just got one. So uh, I don't have a 4K TV. So I'm, I'm, I'm buying it more to be kind of future-proof. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I plan to get a 4K TV eventually. Um, and then my, my, my base PS4 is getting old anyway. So I wanted to, you know, just upgrade. And I had an opportunity to get a good deal. Um, so playing on 1080, you're going to get very small differences. It's going to be per game. Uh, so I, ca- I can actually send you an article, not an article, a, a NeoGaf thread later that actually sh- um, lists every feature for um, like every upgrade to a PS4 Pro. Uh, to sorry, send you I'll send you a NeoGaf thread that lists every game and how it functions on a on a PS4 Pro versus a base ps four. So you can so you can see if, if it's worth it for you because you'll see like right away. If the game plays in 1080 or in 4K or something in between 4K, whether it runs at 30 or 60 compared to the base, um, I, I'll really use it. Especially look at the games that you have and the games that you want to play, um, so you can know you'll know exactly what the PS4 Pro will do for you. Oh, nice! Um, yeah, because I, not er- not every game is created equal for the PS4 Pro. Yeah,
1: and I, and I know that I know yeah. that Persona Five uh, will has nothing. The basically, PS4 Pro. yeah, and so that's one of those where it's like, yeah, oh, like, but I just, to be honest, I just, I love Sony products and it's just been bugging me that I don't have the most recent one.
0: Yeah, it's good. It, and even boost mode is good, kind of. But, uh, but, uh, I'll send you the article, man. It it just, just look at the games that you, that you're going to play or that you already have and you can decide if it's how soon you got to get this pro.
1: Yeah. Well, Basically, I'm either definitely getting it today or in six weeks. So, I'm I'm basically just trying to figure out whether it's yeah. what like who, if I think there's going to be a sale in July,
0: maybe I'll wait. Right. I mean, who knows? That there might be a, a price change after E3. They might announce new price points. Uh, oh, I didn't think about that. Or who who really knows, right? So I, I yeah. E3 is in two weeks. I would wait, dude. All right, then I will wait. I'll send you you the list, and you can decide if it's worth waiting two weeks for maybe a better deal. All right. Okay, so so I'll read you right right now. So Persona 5 came out before the PS4 Pro, so it has no Pro-enabled patch. It only has boost mode. You can use boost mode. So on a normal PS4, Persona 5 runs at 1080p at 30 frames per second. On boost mode, it runs at 1080p at a locked 30 frames per second. So you're not uh, really getting much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else you're interested in?
1: I mean, I'm, a Neither? big reason is I want to play. Yeah. Well, no, I'm going to pick up uh, Horizon. So,
0: okay, Horizon looks uh, good in 4K, for sure.
1: Yeah, that's what I've heard. I've heard that it's a way better experience, and that's one of the games that I'm definitely going to pick up soon. So I, I thought that it would be a good welcoming to the, uh, the pro.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm jealous I don't have a 4K TV for that. I
1: bought a 4K TV only because I anticipated getting the PS4 Pro. Yeah. yeah. And what's funny is the original TV I got wouldn't have even worked particularly well. Mm-hmm. But there was a factory default on my TV, so I returned it. They gave me a full refund. And then uh, this LG TV went on sale that was the most reasonable one in my price range that would actually work well with the pro and by the time i got it the pro was already out so i could like look and see if it was a tv that would work well with it
0: oh cool yeah i mean that i mean yeah you're 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 future proof for sure um you'll get a good experience with horizon nice yeah it looks like it it's uh it runs at 30 frames per second you don't get it 60 frames it's all 30 um but if you run it at 1080, you get a bunch of you get better textures, level of detail, anti-aliasing, reflections, depth of field. You can run it at 4K uh, with better textures and level of detail. Da 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 da. So pretty, pretty good, a pretty good boost.
1: Yeah. See, I need to actually put my 4K to use because right now, I have a 4K TV that I use for only 1080, if not 720, and I'm just like, what? Why? Why did I buy this? <laughs>
0: Okay, yeah. I I'm super curious. I, I've never seen a PS four pro run on four K it with my own eyes. So I'm super curious. Oh man. I'm
1: I'm about to get fancy. We'll we'll see. Maybe yeah. by the next episode we'll know if I have one or not. And I'll come over. Yeah, see? There you go. <laughs> Boom.
0: All right. Uh let's see. Anyways, cool. Yeah, Switch. Doing good things. Doing non Nintendo things. Awesome. Good job, Nintendo. <laughs> All right, you want to talk about Far Cry 5?
1: Yeah, I'm ready for this. This is exciting.
0: So, I mean, lots of interesting things to talk about in terms of Far Cry 5 in general. I mean, it just got announced uh, last week. They released a trailer. It takes place in Montana. The first time it's taken place in America. uh, In Montana, of all places. And the villains, it's a group of villains, and they are a radical Christian cult. Uh, The... The cover is really interesting, too. The cover has them sitting at a table with an American flag draped over. Uh, it's a slightly modified American flag. It has, like, a, instead of the stars, it's, like, their special cult symbol or something like that. But it's an American flag. These guys are, you know, American patriotic nationalists or whatever, I guess. Um, but it's also, the cover is also um, depicted to, ref- to uh, be analogous to The Last Supper. Because, well, they're a radical Christian cult. It's actually a really clever... Uh, scary, kind of creepy, ominous cover that really captures what this game is about. I think'
1: well, that's right. an interesting
0: thing to talk about um, but the thing that i the more specific thing that I wanted to bring up was this petition that was started to uh cancel or at least alter the game you, did you read the did you read the petition?
1: I read it all the way through, and it was really hard for me not to like, audibly like sigh yeah. and and avoid from laughing while Jenny was asleep because well, parts of it I, I'm just, I'm almost convinced this is just an elaborate troll job by a bored like Ubisoft employee
0: well <laughs> so yeah I mean I, I I loaded this up this morning as well and I noticed that there are updates and the updates are a lot more um, ranty and incoherent Enough for me to be. This is actually a real person. This is not a marketing stunt for sure. Uh, I know. I'm just. I'm
1: hoping that this is just an elaborate piece of performance art because I also read the updates, and I would like to believe that this person, number one, just spells better, and number two is much less just dense.
0: Well. I mean, if it's art, if it's art, it's not certainly not satire, right? If yeah. The only the only artistic thing about this is that you pulled off a great deception, that it's so believable. It's great, great writing and great acting in the sense that they made it so believable. But then, to what end? I'm not sure. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you're you're kind you're kind of tanking my idea. I just don't want to believe that this is a yeah. real dude. No. Well, I left it on my. A, I,
0: I left it on the table, when my, and my wife was reading. She was like, "Is this satire?" She didn't really know what she was reading, but she was like, "Is this satire?" I was like, "No, this is satire." Um, let me let me read. They, they have they have a list of demands and quote unquote suggestions for changing or altering the game uh, in lieu of canceling it outright. But let me read like at least the the main body of it uh, for P- and we'll link this in the, in the podcast too. But let me read it just so people can get an understanding of of uh, what we're talking about here. So again, this is a petition to. Uh, cancel or change far cry 5 quote enough is enough of ubisoft we've sat through your multicultural lectures and your preachy games at degenerates and misingenitors misoginators you know what that word is i'm pausing here real quick not not really Misingenitors is uh is uh let me look it up again it was worse than i thought (laughs) oh really yeah um oh yeah so the definition of miscegenation. Miscegenation. Misogena- 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 I can't even read this word. Miscegenation. The definition is the interbreeding of people considered to be of different racial types. Interbreeding. So
1: uh, oh, so like my parents.
0: Yes, interracial relationships. <laughs> interracial. My my marriage. Uh, so interracial. Uh, relationships.
1: Too. I, I actually should have probably jumped to
0: those two first, okay. but. So let me read this paragraph. Now that I understand the definition, this, this sentence is even worse. We've sat through your multicultural lectures and your preachy games aimed at degenerates and miscegenitors. Apparently that's a bad thing. Luke, you know, coupled in there with degenerates. Anyways, let me continue. Quote.
1: Oh my gosh, how did I not know what that meant? Anti-miscegenation law stuff. Yeah, there okay. you go. anti misogyn
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just the way it was written. <laughs> Uh, Continuing here, we've tolerated in the name of gameplay and design and innovation, but no more. Far Cry 5 is an insult to your fan base, the Americans who make up the majority of your customers, and it's time you woke up to that fact. Change this or cancel it. Us gamers have had to endure a lot of crap over the last few years. The targeted harassment by the mainstream press through Gamergate, the terrible launch and outright lies of highly anticipated video games. That's fair. The outright censorship of art through localization policies. I think that's related to the article we read last week. But anyways, um, con- continuing. I think so, yeah. The continued rejection of romantic partners when they find out our hobby. Sounds more like a personal problem. Really, Oose? Like, that's your thing? <laughs> uh, the appropriation of our culture by so-called gamers on Twitter. No more. It's time to draw a line in the sand We, the American gamers that make up the majority of your user base, demand to you to cancel this game or alter it to be less offensive to your main player base. In these times, you must understand that there might be some violent repercussions if you intend to follow through with your pointless criticism. Doesn't sound so pointless if you're threatening violence. And then they go on to list uh, a bunch of demands and or changes to the game. So, um... (laughs) A lot that a lot could be said here. Um it, my question to you is I have a couple of questions. Uh um, go for it. But one question is uh do you think Okay, so how do you think this relates to outrage culture? I know that people throw that word around a lot. Everything is outrage culture now, right? Um there's this backlash against what people are calling, and I, I feel like they, they call outrage. Outrage culture is kind of a—it's uh, a, a very clickbaity term right now. It's a clickbaity term. It's—it's—it's uh, uh, just—it's—it's it's disparaging, certainly, towards uh, people who are actually trying to do good or raise awareness. But I understand it. I get it. There is something that could be said about outrage culture. Uh, how do you think this relates to outrage culture, which is usually aimed towards? Um, Actually, actually, typically aimed towards people of color, actually.
1: Right. I, I definitely think this has to do with outrage culture. And it's funny because I've been seeing that term pick up more steam recently, but it's something that I've been talking about in some of my classes and all the way back until like 2012. And I've noticed people tend to point fingers at it more towards folks like people in the Black Lives Matter movement to say, oh, this is just outrage culture. Because who cares that black people die on an obscene higher rate than white people? Anyway, we'll we'll put that on another podcast. But, you know, um, this is one of the first times where I've been able to see it coming out from the other side, where you've been able to, like, use that um, in a way that's really, really easy to point out. Because, to be honest, I think that, you know, major, like, political news networks are all just – at this point part of outrage culture Mm -hmm. like from from fox to cnn to msnbc all of them bug me but this is really just condenses it into what i feel like is it's like the the ultimate white privilege complaint you know Mm -hmm. and i i feel like it's a reaction to feeling like people are outraged towards you so you're going to backlash with your outrage towards them you know it's responding to fire with fire
0: yeah and it's i mean i you see a lot of the the same kind of uh terms and vocabulary used and uh it things like appropriation right they talk about they talk about quote-unquote gamers on twitter appropriating their culture which uh uh, I'm not exactly sure what's being appropriated. Are are, are they saying, like, there's a certain geek, geek culture that they don't want others to have, but people on Twitter are now claiming themselves to be geeks or gamers? Or are they
1: somehow implying that most of the code in video games is being appropriated from, you know... <laughs> that, I, when I was, a like, gamer I, culture, I was like, what are
0: you talking about? Like, I mean, yeah, I, I think part of it is, like, oh, like, the, you guys aren't real gamers, but, you know... But, see, the, this, this is what I... I think they're, like, kind of, like jumping on the, almost like kind of jumping on the bandwagon, uh, I feel like, I don't know. It's, I, I, that's why I say, I can't tell if they're truly offended or are they seeing this opportunity because of the, all this quote-unquote outrage culture that's going on, that they see an opportunity to also be outraged and want that's to That's what
1: be, I see it as. That's you know. what I see it as. But also, it does point out to something that there is an aspect of white nerd elitism in oh, sure. the gamer community and in hell, in the board game community, in, you know, in the underground music scene, there, there is a lot of white nerd elitism and this kind of reeked of that to me, you know, um, that like the idea that there is a gamer culture that is implicitly white.
0: Mm-hmm. Is, yeah. Like they, they, there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of, uh, references here to the Americans who make up the majority of your customers. They don't go ahead and say white, but they do, they do go and they do go on to suggest things that benefit white gamers uh, in their demands for sure.
1: Well, and also uh, considering you just bashed interracial marriages like true. a couple paragraphs before, right? Uh, you either you're white or you're, I don't know, the odd off person of color who for some reason is really angry about. Intermarrying with whites, I don't know. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're right. I, I didn't want to necessarily suggest what wasn't there, but I think it is there when they say the we uh, the Americans. Uh, I I think yeah, it's 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 clear once you re- read through this whole thing that when they say Americans, they mean white Americans. But. Yeah. What, what, uh, one of their, cha- one, of their cha- one of the changes that they suggested was that uh, instead of the Christians being the villain, uh, was that they. I mean, some options for them were uh, Muslims and uh, gang members. Yeah, like, let, let me gangs. go. Uh,
1: <laughs> just, just let me cook on this for a little bit because it makes me really mad. And, and here's why it makes me mad. And if I if I curse, I apologize. Maybe we'll have to go back and, and edit. I will do my best not to curse. But this is what bugs me. And this is something I hear from a lot of people, especially during the, the Trump administration, is there is – so he mentions that you can have as villains something more realistic he says yeah something more realistic because of the rise in inner city crimes and this drives me up the damn wall because I'm pretty are you from Oakland I know Kevin is are you Okay, I remember the 90s and like how dare you tell me that it's worse
0: right it's rise
1: like, I remember crack, you know what I'm saying? Like I remember drug busts. Like I remember not being able to find a place where shoes wasn't strung up over a wire. And you didn't come up and tell me that it's worse now? I'm not, I'm getting so damn sick of that. Like yeah, maybe some stuff is worse in Chicago or St. Louis and Missouri. But these places been hurting. Yeah. And and just because like three cities go up, man. Like my neighborhood just gentrified. Like we can't even afford to live in the place that I grew up. Yeah. And this is a place where, like, and my neighborhood wasn't even exceptionally bad compared to other places where we grew up. Like, um, where where are you from in Oakland, Andrew?
0: East Oakland, so uh, deep east. No, in the hundreds.
1: Okay, yeah. So you're, yeah, your area is like, well, it's like the bloody hundreds. Like you, you remember, like you were around then, like like you remember needing to go people to
0: people are only hearing about it now because of the internet and social media. <laughs> yeah,
1: basically. and it drives me insane because I'm like nobody cared about this. You know what I mean? And right. and every damn movie and yeah. how many Steven Seagal movies are there where the villains are black or latino dudes talking in slang from 1993. Yeah. And it's 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 straight up 2012 when they make the movie. And and it's it's so frustrating to me because to go like I can walk around in places that I couldn't walk around before.
0: Oh sure. And
1: I know people from those neighborhoods now that we aren't there anymore but not because our neighborhood got so bad that we had to leave but because we got degrees but then even after that we got priced out of our neighborhood but even then our families were able to move to cities that were better even if mar- it just just marginally. Yeah. So it pisses me off because like If you weren't in these neighborhoods in the 90s, like, people don't know what it's like to not be able to go to the park because there's heroin needles in the sand. Yeah. You know, like, people don't know what it's like to have to, you know, like, watch out for razor blades under the tables at restaurants because, you know what I mean? Like, this is the kind of stuff that when I hear these dumb, ill-informed white dudes complaining about, oh, we need to make villains from our inner cities because it's so much worse now. I could, you, you could kiss the fattest side of my ass. It bugs me so much.
0: <laughs> and and not like there isn't not like there is like a shortage of like inner city gangs being portrayed as like villains or bad guys or antagonists in movies, you know, TV and video games for sure. Uh, Islam too, you know. I mean, there's so many games where you're fighting in the Middle East and it isn't always uh, spelled out, but you kind of know what's going on so
1: exactly well even the first assassin's creed when it made it seem like the people that were good guys were going to be muslim but then it turns out that he was just really in cahoots with the templars the whole time spoiler if you haven't played assassin's creed one um, but so even then it was making the ultimate villain not actually the european templars but a muslim guy yeah so yeah.
0: so yeah all, all that i mean he of course he's this guy's totally off base um and clearly like uninformed and ignorant and, and that's the king like you, you're so used to something uh, you're once once something changes for you know like you I, what, what's the word like when you have privilege uh equality feels like oppression or something like that yeah. in the same way it was like we're so used to killing black and brown people in games now all of a sudden the villains look kind of like you and and, and kind of share similar values to you, all of a sudden you feel like, what, we, we need to, like, do something different. We need to kill black and brown people. How come we don't do that, you know? I mean, he, yeah. the, the, his, his immediate sentence after the suggestion that we change the villains to Muslims or inner-city inner city gang members is, are you scared to do so? In the words of Voltaire, to learn who rules you, simply find out who's not being criticized. Yeah, because like, inner city gang members are totally devoid of criticism. Yeah, in inner city America. gang members and 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 Islam is completely devoid of of <laughs> criticism and hate and uh, disparaging comments and attitudes.
1: It, it bug it, it just it really did. The inner city part really got to me because that's my life. And so, yeah, to have someone come up and be like, "Oh, there's not enough bad inner city people in video games." I'm like, did you just never play PS2? Do you remember when PS2 that like every week there would be some new title that you could buy for like thirty dollars, just some random game? It would yeah. be a shooter. Just I'll make one up right now. It'd be like Gun War, and you would play Gun War, and you would be every, the.
0: How about every GTA game? Every modern GTA game,
1: right? You know, and like the, and GTA Five is the only one that really has had a pretty. Well, and GTA Four to an extent has had a pretty good representation of people of color, and the the difficulties of oh, sure. actual sure. areas of crime. But, like, even then...
0: Even then, you're killing of it, tons you know, of black and brown people. Yeah,
1: or or I'm just, like, thinking back to... I mean, there, there's just so many games. A lot of them, for me, were, were just generic PS2 games that we would buy, and it would be... I'm, I'm totally blanking on the game that I'm thinking of now, but it was about, like, inner-city craziness, and you were just running around and killing gang members. Um, yeah. And just... It bugs me because also this is it's in media everywhere.
0: Right. um, Exactly. Yeah.
1: And and the last sentence before the updates was we Americans have so few games to call our
0: own. What? what, what? I totally missed that. (laughs) There's so much to this petition here. That's the last the last sentence. I feel like that might have been an update
1: yeah oh no it's before the updates. This i mean like no i'm sentence. sorry like like,
0: like, it, like I, he might have updated this before uh since i've last read it
1: okay i you know i actually from from what i remember before the before he put out the uh, the one once you sent it to me i read it as soon as you sent it to me and it had this sentence in it so i don't, I don't know this, if i read if this like earlier
0: in the it. week oh okay so yeah, yeah, the, yeah this, this thing gets so worse bad. and worse we americans have so few games to call our own what is that what do you mean every yeah, game like... is for americans Every game is we talk about. It. Every game is, and if you're a white American, every game is has a brooding white male or even a white female to play as oftentimes. Right, like, I'm just gonna hop on
1: ga- yeah. yeah, I'm gonna hop oh, onto GameStop yeah. right now and just click on pre-owned games
0: and see if like what. So, so and now now, and I now I know to us, this seems like this is so crazy. Uh, this can't be real. And maybe even for folks listening, you're like you guys stop taking this so seriously. This can't be real. No one is this stupid, but that's, I think that's the interesting part about this is is, it is is real. And when you're a fish, you don't realize what water is because it is your life. Right. Uh, You don't, you, you don't have to think about it in the same way that these guys, like only now that they're starting their, their comfort zone is kind of slightly being poked at only now do they, they've, they realize, hey, something is, like, something's wrong. Like, uh, now we need to stand up for ourselves because we've, all of a sudden, we've never had our own game. We've never had representation. And uh, it's just, people truly believe this, you know? They believe it because they've never had to think about it before, but now they do. And now that they have to think about it, they feel like they've, they've had all this suffering and all this, like, persecution and all this lack of representation. Um, it's not an accurate uh, feeling it's not an accurate thought or an accurate uh it's not true but it feels true to them so
1: yeah well I've, I've and i think that in itself is part of outrage culture so i've had this conversation with my parents so my mother's white my dad's samoan um but my dad has the political sensibilities of a wealthy white man mm-hmm. um despite being a poor samoan not quite sure how that works out anyhow Oh, and by the way, it
0: happens.
1: Yeah, I I know what you're saying. Say, yeah. but I've had these conversations with them where they've said, "There's nobody in as persecuted in America as Christians." And I said, "Okay, why?" And then my my mom's example was, "Well, we believe homosexuality is wrong, and people are saying that we're bigots." And I'm like, "So you're defining your persecution as..." You don't like that someone doesn't think positively of your opinion. Right. And I was like, that, what? I was like, that, I was like, no, that's just a shift in outward public opinion. And you're mad that people don't agree with you. Well, I mean, it's not it seems, persecution.
0: And, and well, you, but because it's kind of like the worst thing that's happened to American Christians in a long time, right? And so but, if it's the worst thing that's ever happened in a long time, it feels like the worst thing in the world. And it feels like you're, It feels like persecution, uh, which really, you know, pales in comparison to actual Christian persecution around the world where people are dying and being forced out of their homes and being ripped from their families and things like that.
1: Yeah, and it's just like another part of the argument was that, oh, it's not okay to be a Christian. And we had driven by a park, and my mom said a lot of like racist and like anti Muslim comments about a group of people who were all Sikh. (laughs) If you aren't familiar with like the Sikh religion, it is not any way related to Islam or Hinduism, it's its own religion. But because they were wearing turbans, my mom decided that they were terrorists. Who only decided to show their colors because they were proud of 9 11, despite them being people from India that held a religious belief not remotely close to any of, you know, Mm -hmm. Islam at all. And so, but the argument was that, oh, because they're out here and no one says anything, but people say something to me when I'm loudly and outwardly Christian, that's persecution. And it wasn't, it was completely. Like dead face to the understanding that do you realize that you just said a bunch of racist, horrible things about these people that you don't know and you don't even – you didn't even get their religion right Mm -hmm. and you just decided that they were pro-murder of Americans and you're not understanding that that's persecution. But what you think is persecution is that when you say that out loud in public and someone checks you, you're persecuted. Right. (laughs) <laughs> that's the that's the same tone that I'm getting from this dude. The tone that my mother had totally. when we had yeah. that conversation some seven years ago.
0: Yeah, totally. Uh, and, but you know what? Like, it's. It, I, I get it in the sense that yeah, like, a lot of Christian values uh, are not popular, um, and people don't like Christians, and more and more, and that seems to be more and more so these days. Uh, And it might be controversial what I'm about to say here, but I think that's definitely for the better, in the sense that I feel like uh, Christianity in America needs to become more on the margins. Um, And I'm not I'm not for persecution any more than Jesus was for persecution when he said that because the world hated me, they will hate you, right? I'm just it's just the way it is, right? I I think historically and globally, Christianity has operated on the margins and has flourished in the margins. Um, I think it's been being Christianity being in power and being in the majority has actually hurt us a lot in this country. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So, and and to add off of what you said when when you said you know Christian values are becoming less popular in America, I would say the problem with that too is that Christian values have become less popular with Christians. Yeah. And. Christian values aren't
0: really Christian, actually.
1: (laughs) No, they're not, because we have a swath of people that will hold up terrible signs and say demeaning things about people in the gay community, and then will go cheat on their wife and get a divorce. Mm -hmm. And it, it drives me insane, because the American church has decided that that... Otherizing sins that are more unusual in our current cultural climate, or or that are more unusual in comparison to the cultural climate of, let's say, the past hundred and fifty years, it, that otherizing those is the best approach to sin, rather than approaching ourselves from the interior and noting what we're doing, because oh, yeah. like. Like th- that's the problem in the modern church is you have two cultures. You have call out culture where someone will be a jerk and call you out for something that they're not even sure you did wrong. Uh, but, you know, but calling people out is cool. And then you have the opposite, which is everything that we do is justifiable and for the glory of God. And it, it it's it's just hard to catch a win. And, but and it out- seems like just lives in the church as well. Yeah. So I, I, I see that all kind of playing into the same thing.
0: I mean, it seems like it's uh what, what what's been happening is that Christian culture has been melding and mixing with kind of uh, Western American culture. It's kind of getting mixed in, and it's hard to separate. And it's people aren't understanding that there is a difference. There is a everyone says like, oh yeah, I'm not this race or that race, or I'm not this culture, this culture. I am a Christian. I am a you know my identity is Christianity. My, my culture is Christian culture, but they're kind of not realizing that it's. Maybe they're they're probably more American Western culture than it is Christian, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, absolutely. Uh, American values, American exceptionalism, which aren't terrible in their own right, but we just got to recognize that it is not Christian. Just like fundamentally, for example, America is about individualism, whereas Christianity is fundamentally corporate. It's corporal, mm-hmm. right? Like that's just yeah. a, that's just a very base, fundamental difference, um, that. Affects different things, uh, but I'm just saying, like, just for example, like that's an incompatibility right there. Um, yeah. but we, we often feel like the individualistic meritocracy that we value in America is somehow a Christian value, uh, pulling yourself up by your bootstraps, kind of thing, uh, you get what you deserve, kind of thing, um, prosperity gospel type stuff, right? Yeah, um, but. So let me go back real quick to the to to that that thing about the the villains being more realistic. Yes, because related to this, I feel like the villains are not realistic enough because they the villains are a radical Christian cult. I think that's an easy. I actually think that's like an easy easy out in the sense that like oh don't worry these aren't real Christians they're crazy it's a cult you know like right. uh, there, there there's even a, a pastor in the game who's actually a a. a a supporting character he's a protagonist
1: right he's the one i'm most
0: excited for yeah a black preacher so that's kind of cool and i think it's easy way out to say like these guys it's a cult yeah crazies they're doomsdayers or whatever nationalists but they're a cult they're crazy and i think that's just too easy in the sense that it's not realistic because um all the other far cry games dealt with areas like in the world where there's actual like civil war and conflict areas right yeah uh i, I feel like a-, a more pointed uh critique in america would be like, um, uh, these folks who are like really trigger happy, uh, and I don't want to start a debate on guns or anything, but there's 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 certainly this culture around guns and preparing for, for, to fight against tyranny. And we've seen this play out in the couple, last couple of years, right? With like the militia, the American militia group that, uh, basically, uh, what did they do? They, they, they overtook a, yeah, a national a a park, na- yeah, park. A, na- yeah, a national park in Oregon or was it Washington? I believe it was Oregon. Yeah, like, they literally, like, these guys weren't cults. They weren't a cult. They were just, like, a lot of them prior Christians, American-loving Christians who just, like, felt like this is, like, the government's taking us too far. We're going to take our guns and we're prepared to fight. We're taking over this park. Or, or, or the group of militia that, like, was ready to defend this guy's farm because he didn't want to pay federal taxes for the farmland that he didn't own or something like that. Yeah. They, they were, had their guns pointed at federal agents. They were about to have a gunfight. These aren't cults. These are real people who are so ready to fight against the government with their guns if they feel the government is overstepping in their eyes. Right. Um, So in a sense, like I feel like this game isn't realistic enough. And like I want to see a game where people are that ready to go to war against the government and uh, be that violent. But Yeah.
1: Anyway, anyway, so that but, you know, that that'll get people mad because, you know. But then at the same time in America, hell, you can't point a water gun at a mailman if you're a black kid. You get shot like three seconds before you squirt any water.
0: You can't but. pick up a toy gun in a toy store deciding if you want to buy it or not.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but that I think that's part of what this game is – what it hits at for me is that when people say this is – not a realistic villain. It's like who if you have a game set in America, who else would be a villain? Who like it, sure. you know how hard it would be to get to villain status in a large enough setting as a black man or person of color in America. Like yeah, it could happen. I mean, there was a real life Rick Ross, not the rapper, the drug dealer, mm. but even then Rick Ross was just getting bankrolled by richer, eviler white dudes. Yeah, sure. And so the I, the idea that this is unrealistic, number one, it bugs me because whenever Christian themes are adopted in games or movies towards a villain, people will say, I don't like this representation of Christians. But as soon as something happens, they'll say – with actual Christians, like let's say a, a Christian white extremist murders two people in Oregon yeah. – um, then it always becomes, oh, well, he's not a true believer. He's not a true Christian. And I'm like, well, if given by standard American Christian values, these people wouldn't be true Christians, why the uproar?
0: Right. Why, why the
1: uproar that...
0: If these are isolated radicals or crazy people. Well, this game certainly is about a radical, isolated, crazy group of quote-unquote Christians.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And so... The the thing that irritates me the most about dialogues around these, particularly in games, is is oh, I don't want my people, quote unquote my people, to be represented negatively. But whenever my people do something in real life, I take no ownership for that. Yeah. yeah. And and this just extends into the video game. I don't want to take ownership as a white Christian for the imaginary acts that are going to take place in this video game by these antagonists. Right. And but so, I'm okay
0: with the imaginary acts that happen to everyone else.
1: <laughs> exactly. And that's, that's the concept that bugs me yeah. the most is, is there is no ownership in the fact that there are evil Christians. Yeah. And yes, then everybody gets to go and give you a Pauline sermon about how those people were never really Christians, but come on. Yeah. Like, if if American Christians as a whole, and, and maybe I'm wrong on this, but I, I believe in general American Christians lump and label together Muslims. I mean, how many people know the difference between Sunni and Shia? Like, they don't. Like, I don't know many Christians that do. Mm-hmm. And, but, and so they'll lump all of Islam together. But then as soon as we vaguely lump together a group of Christians— uh, we, we all you—you you always have to hear some sermon about who's truly saved or who—who who the spirit is with, and so on and so forth. And, and and a lot of times, like in this case, before even a theological conversation could take place, because you haven't played the game, so you don't really get to know if these people are distorting theology and misusing Jesus. You've just decided that it's wrong to have the Christian extremist because Christian extremism. Is apparently rare, despite the more than handful of murders we've had just over the past two years by Christian extremists.
0: Oh sure, in America, the, the, more, we've certainly had more terrorist attacks from uh, oh yeah from within domestic than than foreign, for sure.
1: Yeah, and the, the majority of them have been done by white Christian people. That. Mm-hmm. That news networks will label as alleged Christians or not real Christians, but
0: or troubled, and da 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 da. Exactly, yeah.
1: but the, the the inner city gang member and the Muslim they don't have that benefit, and so what this game does is they have the Christian put in that light that typically is reserved for the other, yeah. and now a white Christian doesn't like it. And instead of using that to reflect back upon their own social like standing, it's just an anger that comes out that says, no, you're right about everybody else, but you're wrong about me. Even though you're not talking about me, you're wrong that this could ever be me. But right. all of them, they're this. They are this generic bad person. But I am nuanced and layered. Yeah. And you can't make me a villain
0: yeah well yeah my, my my hopes for the my hopes for this game is that it, it does and i don't know if it will but i hope it does cause some folks to reflect and be like man we kind of brought this on ourselves uh you know we, our the body has parts of the different parts of the body or, or even the part of the body that i'm part of in the church is has contributed to this this image and uh you know now now the culture is responding to it so i mean i hope it, it causes folks to reflect and my other hope is that is that somehow uh, Christianity continues to move towards the margins? And I'm not again. I'm not saying I'm for persecution of Christians any more than Jesus said the world will hate you. <laughs> I'm just saying it. You know, it is what it is. And uh, I think I think humbly being in the margins and operating from the margins will will uh, allow a greater dependency on on God and and uh, just take away the blinders that we have with all the privilege and power that we do have as Christians. So.
1: Yeah. And but. and I get you. Like, yeah, we're not pro-persecution, but we're pro-disaggregating the Christian identity from the American identity.
0: Yeah.
1: And yeah. and if persecution comes with that, then it should be welcomed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. That was—talked quite, quite a bit on Far Cry. Yep. Uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, do you have any game recommendations for the rest of the week?
1: i do so uh for those of you listening to the podcast on the day it's coming out on tuesday wipeout omega collection is out today and uh it's funny so we talk a lot about uh, about me not liking horror games or me not liking racing games but ironically i end up talking about how much i've played these games well i'm not a racing game fan but i love the wipeout collection like Um, Wipeout was the most fun I've ever had playing a racing game. And my cousin turned me onto it when I was younger. He bought me a copy for Christmas and I I just had a blast. It's really fun. It has good concept designs. Uh, you know, I, I don't need to give away too much. It's just a, it's a futuristic kind of like racing game set in, you know, kind of futuristic surroundings. It's fun. Yeah. And if you just want an easy to play racing game, you know, you're not going to have to figure out how to downshift and like drift around corners and stuff. I mean, yeah, there's, there's some nuance to it, but it's an easy game to pick up, an easy game to learn, and it's really fun. So that's the Wipeout Omega Collection on PS4. Uh, if you're in the mood for a racing game, definitely uh, pick it up or sign up for Gamefly subscription yeah. service and get a copy. Try it out for a week and send it back.
0: So, Wipeout was one of my first PlayStation 1 games. Uh, is that part of the collection? The original PlayStation 1?
1: Uh, I not. think...
0: So. I
1: don't think it goes back, but let me see.
0: Yeah. Well, cool. Maybe I'll pick it up. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be, you know, worth playing a little. Because, let's see. Uh, I don't think the original one is on there, no. Okay. But... It'll be Wipeout HD, uh, and it's going to be remastered for the PS4. I think it's going to be boosted for Pro, and then it also has uh, Wipeout 2048 and uh, Wipeout Fury, which was, I think, my introduction to the game.
0: Cool. I didn't realize so my camera did... was off this whole time, man. You've been talking to a blank screen.
1: <laughs> I, you know, I didn't want to interrupt the podcast. Sorry, so. good, sorry. <laughs> good.
0: But, all right, man. Cool. Thanks for the recommendation. Yeah. Um I guess we'll see you guys next week for a DLC episode. Uh, You want to, so next, by the time we record next week, we'll probably, they'll probably have the Microsoft and Sony press conferences already done. You want to do like a, I don't know, like a impressions or recap of the show? Oh, absolutely. I'm
1: I'm so excited. I've been purposely putting E3 to the back of my mind so that I don't get too hyped leading up into it because some years it's a letdown. uh, So I'm keeping my expectations low so that my reaction will be high.
0: <laughs> All right. Ho- yeah. Hopefully we can record. I don't know how. Um, so I'll be at E3. I'll be in a hotel. So I don't know how good the, my internet will be, but hopefully good enough to record a DLC episode, uh, giving us, giving our initial impressions of the Microsoft and Sony press conferences.
1: Hopefully Chelsea will be back. Shout out to Chelsea. I
0: know you're listening. Hi, yeah. Chelsea. She's uh, on vacation right now. But All right, guys. We'll uh, see you guys next week. Hit us up on Twitter. Or something. I don't know. Tell us what you want to talk about. Or if you have any issues with what we said about Far Cry or Christians, uh, we'll yeah, talk. Or if
1: you don't like what I had to say about the inner city, get at me. I want to hear what you have to say about it. If, no, I don't. you're not from there, you'd probably stay quiet. But, you know, we'll find out.
0: If you didn't like that Matt cussed, you can call him out about it. You know, but he, he's mad, man. He, he, he's mad for the inner city kids. So. Code life. HP represent. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you guys next week. All right. Later, everyone. Hey, thanks for listening, you guys. Uh, We'll see you guys next week for a DLC episode. Uh, But in the meantime, you guys can always follow us on Twitter. We just got a new Twitter account for the podcast. It's at hyphen gaming DLC. And uh, another thing you you guys can do for us is um, give us a rating on iTunes. That would help us out a lot. Uh, So thanks a lot, guys, and uh, see you guys soon.